So this is your first time on the podcast. Yeah. What do you, what's the whole experience like? Because obviously, I mean, we're talking face to face, but there are mics involved, so it's a bit different. Okay. Um, it sounds weird because I can hear myself, but I'm just trying to like avoid thinking that it's a podcast. That's what you gotta do. Anyway, the future. What does it hold? I don't know. It's okay. I think instead of going straight into the future, let's just talk about what's what's been happening so far and lockdown, quarantine. Let's go for it. Well, what's it been like for you? Full of positives, absolutely. Full Just of positives. positives, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Because it's what. So you, so you like lockdown then? I didn't really enjoy it, but Go it's on. full of positives. Why is that? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. How can something be full of positives okay, okay, if you okay, enjoy okay, okay. it? From a social aspect, uh-huh. no, I hated it. I've been in quarantine. I couldn't really go out. I couldn't socialize with my friends. Yeah. But it's it's given me the sense of maturity. Like I, I wouldn't say I'm fully mature. Yeah. But I'm on my way there. I hope. But why? Why has lockdown helped you with that? It's because I've I've been alone with my thoughts. Nobody else, yeah. nobody's interfering. I think every, everyone's been alone with their thoughts, but that's also quite dangerous as well because quite a few people have been alone with their thoughts, and their thoughts aren't very positive. So they they become they they get know, they fall into a whole sort of what kind of thoughts that have you been having? Is how you are basically, or have you like figured out more about who you are? Because obviously, as every day goes past, for me, lockdown it's been more about developing who I am as a person, and also finding out who I am. I, I've started reading books again, and. I mean, books are a whole different realm because uh, you can read like an Instagram or a YouTube comment section for an hour and find fun. Or you can scroll through Instagram and read these captions or these posts and it's just endless. This That's on and on. But you sit down to read a book and it's like, it gets a bit boring because when you're starting off, but once you like... Once you're know, into it, you dive it's, it's, in. It's different. Only, like, yeah. only book readers know. I mean, do you read books? Yes, I do. Oh, when do you read books? I never really read, read books. I, said, like, I did it before, uh-huh. but I stopped it. But I've just recently... Because of lockdown. In lockdown, yeah. What what book are you reading right now? Right now, I'm reading Gender and Discrimity. What's that about? It's it, it's kind of like feminism, but it's not feminism as a whole. It's, it's just talking about normal gender norms and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and how like the difference. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That seems like an interesting book. I mean, I've um, read The Alchemist. I think everyone should read The Alchemist. It's about just chasing your goals and having like these inner dreams and how when we're born, we're born pure and we're born with these dreams but as we grow older society molds differently i i actually agree with that but mm-hmm. when, when you say differently what what do you mean like in terms of age oh um no, since, you know when you're just growing up i give you an example of myself since i've been young i've always been tinkering like playing with computers making computers um taking toys apart and that's always been my hobby and i still carry on today but i feel like different people i mean they have like a hobby like let's say like let's say a same example as someone has a hobby of building tech playing around tech but then GCSEs come th- come around A levels come around university comes around and they they almost they're sheep they're molded into something else and they come like a sheep like, and they don't follow that passion of oh I like tech and rather because of you know like university and the whole education system and pa- parents as well for example let's say an engineer of sorts or a doctor society tells everyone oh you gotta be a doctor you gotta be an engineer you gotta have a nine to five job or you gotta have a job that pays well and society is more about you gotta have a job that pays well, rather than you gotta have a job that you enjoy. Okay, that's true, but I I say it should be a mix of both. In terms of oh no, of course yeah, you gotta have money to to support yourself. It's also not both because if you if if you have something you enjoy and you follow that passion, then you'll get paid financially somehow. Because for example, like again, I'll give an example of myself. Um, building pieces and everything is a massive hobby of mine. And only recently, people have been reaching out to me and saying, oh, you know what? I'd like to build a custom PC. We'll pay you this much just for the service. Mm. And I've built about six PCs in the past few months for one for um, a company, uh, a few for just 
people. So me following my passion has brought in some sort of money. Oh, yo, <laughs> I just remember one thing. Molly um, um, Manes. Yeah. So uh, that's your teacher vows. Yeah. Um, in year eleven, I think it was mm-hmm. um, before our GCSEs. Yeah. Well, well, I think it was after. I don't. I don't quite remember. He he said that he's going to ask you to uh, do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So one of my teachers back in our old school asked me to build a PC. I don't know what happened, but you know, he didn't. <laughs> I went and asked him that. Uh, do you want? Well, what do you want? Like, what kind of build do you want? I'll get on it straight away. I'll go home and I'll make a build list. And he said, "We'll talk about it when the time comes." <laughs> the time hasn't come yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, lo- lockdown. Um, it's been mostly positive for you, right? Yes, it has. I think for me, it has. It's been positive and negative because, uh, like you said, I've been left alone in my thoughts, and I found like new passions from that I've, I never knew I had. I've discovered who I am more. But it's also negative because not too much negative for me, but other people. Because if you're left alone with thoughts and you have bad thoughts, and just have like negative comments about yourself, or just you know you're a pessimistic person, I feel like it can also destroy you a bit. It can, but it also keeps you cautious. Because also. The society we live in, people are, every single day we step out of our house, we're putting on a front. It's like, oh, you know what, people expect me to be like this. And we, also, we almost become, the, well, no, we do, we become this We become this mask that we put on, that we portray, we portray. And when we're forced into, like, staying at home and, um, you know, just not having to talk to anyone, we become who we truly are. And for some people, who they truly are isn't who they portray um, daily. And that's scary. Because what if that, that person who you truly are comes out and you don't like that person? But you're just embracing your reality here. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people's reality could be dark. That's true. But if it's dark, you should work on yeah, it. Yeah, agree. Like That's true. Some people do need help because the, the lockdown overall has had a mental decline on a lot of people. Because a lot of people I used to talk to on, on a daily, call them now, they won't answer. But if I text them, they'll, they'll text back straight away. And I'll, I'll ask them, how come you didn't answer my call? And it's like, Oh, you know, what? I haven't spoken to anyone in so long. It just feels so weird. I get what you mean. Uh, I think social anxiety yes. has risen completely. Like people that we knew in the first year that that stay um out and just talk all day, fully ghosted. Yeah, fully ghosted. And now, like, it's for a year. You don't see them anymore. And even these online lessons, they don't talk on the online. Lessons. Our timetables are different, so they walk in, walk out, and that's it. That's like even me, I'd go to college, come back, stay at home. But um, what's been keeping me sane is see, one thing that um people don't understand is gaming. Uh, when I, when people ask me, oh, what do you like to do sometimes? I say, oh, gaming with my friends. And I'm like, but aren't you a bit too old for that? Aren't you a bit too immature? But it's not about the games. It's, it's about enjoying your time with your friends. Exactly. Yes. Because it's about the conversations we have. A few of my cousin sisters have asked me, like, well, how come you boys like, just love playing your games? But it's not about the game. <laughs> it's so much more than that. It's just interacting with our friends. and just. I think that's what's kept me sane so far, to be honest. Because it's <laughs> building on that brotherhood. That's what it is. <laughs> that's true. But a lot of these people that say that, they don't really game themselves. They need to try it. You can't form an opinion on something no, they that you do don't try know about. It. They do try it, but they, they, but game, how long? they game by themselves. But so that's the problem. Exactly. Gaming, it's not... We, like, if I'm sat by myself, I'm not going to boot up Call of Duty and play on yeah. myself online. It, I mean, yeah, like if I'm here and there, if I've got nothing else to do. Majority of the time, it's just to play with you guys. And as soon as you guys come off, it's, oh yeah, let me go back to what I'm doing. Exactly, that's true. Anyway, um, I want to say one more thing about books. You're only reading a book and you develop that connection. You develop a connection to the book and the characters, and it's like it's a feeling that I can't describe it. You just you, you develop a connection with that book, and when you're reading that book, you just you can sit in a in a, in a dark room with a light just at your book, and you yourself just inside that book, and no other distraction, and you can you can keep entertained for hours. That's true. Like I, when I you're watching a movie, 
Mm. Like let's say you, you you're watching like you can only watch a few at a time, right? Yeah. But a book is just completely you can just keep reading. You can, yeah. yeah. Only book readers completely understand the joys of um, reading a book. The future, then. The future. Mm. I mean, right now we're still in sort of the lockdown era. Oh, it'd be interesting to see how um, this period of time is shown in history books. It's been a good year, but will it be like just one chapter? Will it be like? I mean, it'd be it'd be it's interesting to see how future generation like our kids will ask us like. Oh, so dad, what was, what was it like? What was the lockdown? What was coronavirus like? I mean, because we read about the Spanish flu and um, other epidemics that lasted quite a long time. And it's, like, it's hard to imagine. But now we're literally in one of them. And then the world wasn't ready for it. No, but you're saying about how are people going to view this scenario? Yeah. The same way that we view, like, the Black Death. Like, there were plagues. There were yeah. pandemics. No, I get that. We've lived history, quite literally. That's true. So imagine, we're the ones that are going to be telling the stories. What would the post-lockdown world be like, man? I have no clue. Would we be wearing masks? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, we'd be wearing masks. Maybe not forever. Maybe not, yeah. Maybe not forever, but for a very long time. Because, I mean, if you go out nowadays and you're not wearing a mask in the shop, you'd either be told to get out, or people would look at you and they'd be like, why is he not wearing a mask? Right? That's true. And if, whenever this whole lockdown thing is over and you walk into a shop not wearing a mask, it's still going to be like that, like, oh, why is he not wearing a mask? Because that, that ideology has sort of been forced down our throats but I don't I don't necessarily think that look if we find a cure for it I don't see a need for wearing masks no but and it's going to be overall um, hygiene because people are going to be like okay yeah I get what you're trying to say yeah but I, I don't think everybody's just going to keep sanitizing their hands like 24-7 no but I think we're going to be more aware yeah 100% definitely. because obviously if you've, if you've gone through that it's been, mm. <laughs> it's been about a year man it's, it's, been, it's been long it's been difficult too I feel sorry for the people that don't really have anyone to talk to I mean, I've got my, I've got an amazing group of friends, and we, we keep in contact. You can say that, but you are your best friend. Yeah, true. See, I guess, I, I guess, has the truth in itself where people that don't like themselves, or people that, you know, they don't, they have no other life other than, you know, just going out and doing mm. things. They've got no life within themselves. It's challenging for them. Lockdowns force them to be with themselves. Yeah, and that's why that's why it's been challenging because they don't know who they are. Yeah, I feel like lockdowns force everyone to find out who they are and if they don't know who they are it's just that extra bit of struggle anyway <laughs> it's all dark and gloomy the whole lockdown thing the whole <laughs> a new world order is going to be upon us soon we're just talking about that I think the world is going to go more towards like contactless and just, just everything wireless where we don't have to touch everything and on that note what's your thoughts on cryptocurrencies and the future of cryptocurrencies Cryptocurrencies, it's going to last, but I feel like there will be other cryptocurrencies that will surpass that. Surpass what? Uh, Bitcoin itself. Oh, so, so okay, so yeah, no, of course, Bitcoin is the largest one yeah. right now. Uh, in my opinion, I, I think cryptocurrencies re- revolutionize the world the same way emails revolutionized letters. That's true. The same way cars revolutionized horse and carriage. Uh, what's another? The same way contactless revolutionized cash payments. With Bitcoin, it's like it's it's hard to trace. Like you can't really tax somebody on it. That's an advantage because, yeah, because um, there's no third party, there's no central bank, there's no government. But then it's hard because crime. You can do crime with a lot of it too, like money laundering, something like that. That's true. You can't really launder it because I mean, cash like, like I don't know, fiat currency like pounds or dollars, you can print more of it. Mm. 
um, certain cryptocurrencies you can't. It'd be interesting to see how all this works. What about, what about the idea of having a chip in your hand? Are you for chip that? Chip in your hand? Like, you know, like, you know how nowadays we have to carry our um, cards and things with us? Yeah. And ID with us too. Like, if, if you want to mm. prove that we're um, above a certain age or, or who we are, we've got to, like, show a physical card. And those can be fake. But if, if everyone has a chip in the hand... Yeah. Great idea, but, like, I don't think we should actually go into that because it can start off as something as small as a chip, but it will progress into something else. Would you be for the idea? No. Would you be for, for it, like, a little bit? Like, let's say it's just a contactless pin in your arm. Or would you be completely against the whole idea of, you know, your, your body being used in that I'd, sort of way? I'd be completely against it. How come? Um, what about like a, like a microchip in your brain where instead of carrying a phone out every day, just you sit at a desk and a lens just, you know, just you can just see a computer screen in front of you or a phone and it's just, you know, that, that'd be pretty cool. Sciences are not information. It's not factual. It's just, it's conclusions that we've drawn from it. Mm-hmm. So it can be improved, and if you're gonna put something into your brain, it's yeah. delicate. You don't know how it's gonna harm it. True, there will be tests, but those tests won't be able to tell you. No, if of it's course, 100% no, safe. not everything is hundred percent safe. Like even when you get in a car, if you have a crash, you don't know if no, you're but you can be as safe as you can, as you possibly can. Yeah. So you'd be you'd be against the whole idea of having tech in your body. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you, but I I also think the whole idea of it is just cool and just fascinating. It is, because. I don't know, there's just something about it. It's just whenever you, someone says future, it's like, oh, you know, flying cars, mm. hoverboards. Being more realistic here, let's say next 100 years, what advancements do you think will be made? I think for sure cryptocurrency will, will have a major adop- adoption. Yeah, I, I would agree on that. Point. And I, I also feel like, especially because of a lockdown and things like that, people have started to have distrust in the um, governments, especially in the UK. Yeah, the government don't know what they're doing. But the thing is, when people don't trust the government, they don't... Like, the currency that we see is from central banks and that that's basically from the government itself. Yeah, so they so won't trust exactly. central so currency either. currency to thrive, there needs to be trust. If there's no trust, then they move on to something else that they can trust, which is why items like gold, well, what's the value in it? It's just a piece of metal. People trust that it has value. That's true. That's why I think cryptocurrencies will succeed yeah. like that. Uh, because there is there are, there are downsides, of course, but... Everything can be improved. It's like, for example, for example, you have cash, then you have contactless, which is better than cash. Hmm. But contactless also provides a risk where if someone has your card, they have like a £30 limit yeah. where they can con- do contactless. And then you have contactless on your phone where you have to verify biometrics and then pay. Hmm. So I feel like there, there, are, there are advancements, but they also come with drawbacks. So yeah, of course, people will say, oh no, but with cryptocurrencies, this, there's that. Yeah, of course, with every little thing, there's uh, there's disadvantages, there's cons. you got to trade something for another thing. It's like, for example, with an iPhone, to um, I don't know, to gain better Bluetooth or just to be, have that portless design, you have to give away, you have to um, trade away the headphone jack. Yeah. And I hate that so <laughs> much, man. Because just having an aux cable, there's, number one... <laughs> the quality is better on the yeah, aux. Yeah, quality is yeah. better. It's just another option, portless phone man having no ports on your phone I feel like that takes away because you know how with our Android phones or even with the iPhones right now we can just connect to our desktops and just drag everything yeah. and just you know put our own firmware on it sometimes hmm. with a portless phone that, that the it's going to be the, the manufacturer is going to have complete control because I, I see what you're trying to say if, yeah. if your software has a defect you can't go to a 
I mean, where where would you plug your phone <laughs> in to fix to fix it? That's true. Is reportless under? I've never actually thought of that. That's mm. something interesting. Would you be for the portless? Uh, for the portless, like no ports, nothing. Just As buttons. I mean, yeah, from a company standpoint, uh, standpoint, of course. But yeah, no, of course, from a company standpoint. As a, from but as a consumer, no. no. Why not? <laughs> You've already listed the reasons. Why? Right. What? Because of the whole control being yeah. taken away from you. So, so you, so I think what we've got so far. You're a person that likes to have the control. Yeah. Because like the whole chip in your hand thing, like that. Yeah, I agree with you. It's well, yeah, you're you're in, you're in control of what you do. But about that, what people have in control of their own money, like completely. And um, I read in the news recently. That a, guy, a man had about two hundred thirty something worth of Bitcoin stored on an encrypted drive, and he can't he he can't, can't log in. He can't log in because he yeah, forgot the encryption or whatever. And if people are in control of their money like that, then about things like that, like they can lose their funds. But and like if if a bank or something has your funds and you forget your login, you can always walk up yeah. to them and show them, "Oh, look, here's my bit date of birth. I am who I am. Here's my um not date of birth, my passport or any sort of ID. I am who I say I am. Can I have my account back?" Okay, what you mean, but we can prove who we are from forms of biometrics. They could potentially implement that. True. Yeah, exactly. So there are disadvantages and they can be improved. Like, I'm not sure if, if any of you know about Bitcoin and how it works, but there's something called a Lightning Network. And also, if you know, Bitcoin transmission speeds. So for me to send Bitcoin to you, it costs to send it. And the more I spend on the fees, the faster you'll receive it. Mm. And average Bitcoin um, transfer takes about five to ten minutes. Maybe a bit less than that, maybe a tiny bit more, something like that. Which obviously, cash um, contactless is instant. Yeah. So having to wait ten minutes something is long. But the Lightning Network came to improve that because it added another layer of security and another layer of I'm not sure what it's called, but it improved the transfer speeds. What, what else do you see in the future? I honestly don't know. If someone said to you, just write down like a few things that, you know, of course, like don't you, don't you ever like sit down and think like, oh yeah, flying cars. I don't. I actually don't. don't. I'm somebody who's. Probably hooked upon to the past. What do you mean by that? I'd rather read history than see into the future. It's because the future is uncertain, but the past has happened. is what makes the present. W- what kind of person would you classify yourself as? Because there are people that live in the past, there are people that live in the present, and there are people that live in the future. I think it's a good mix to have of all of them. The past you learn from, the present you're living in, and the future you will live. Yeah. And I think nowadays people focus too much on the future. That's true. Like, for example... I know a person, and I asked him, so, what do you see? Like, w- what do you want in life? And he came to you, oh, you know what, Mabeen? I know exactly what I'm doing. I was like, okay, and what are you doing then? And he said to me, oh, you know, I'm going to go to this college. I'm going to get these exact grades. I'm going to get to uni. I'm going to get to that. And this was pre-lockdown. So imagine, he didn't know the lockdown was going to happen. Yeah. So now lockdown has hit. I'm not, I haven't spoken for a while, but imagine how he's changed, his plans have changed. He had that one set plan of, I'm going to go to this university, I'm going to do this, I'm going to have this job. And that's, I think that's living too much in the future. Because what if something like a lockdown hits you? Or something, I don't know, like for example, let's say your university shuts down. But you're not ready at all then. It's something we've already spoken about, uh, goals. Yeah. So it's, it's fine to have that goal, go for it. Mm-hmm. But you still need a plan B yeah. and perhaps plan C. I think, I think it's best to live in the present and take each day as it comes. Of course, prepare. No, I would say the near future. Not the future, but like the near future. Okay, so what what kind of goals would you set for yourself right now? Um, goals? Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't... I don't... I don't have okay, any goals. W- okay, for example, we're, we're in what, second year of college? 
Um, mm. We've just applied for UCAS. So yeah. we've got to, you've got the goal to go to university and do computer science. Yeah. And um, get a job after that and, you know, just take it as it goes. But what would, what would you say most people's goals are nowadays? I think it's financial. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of it is money orienti- orientated. Yeah. And I don't think that's right. It's it's not right, but we're forced into it if you think about it. Why? Why? Because of society. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with that. People have too much trust into it. Too much trust in it. Imagine, just what we were saying, so fiat currency, imagine someone's stacking money and they've got like a million in the b- a bank account and they're like, oh, here, we've got money. And then inflation hits. That money's <laughs> not worth Nothing. what it was worth before. That'd be that'd be pretty hard, man. Like the same thing that happened in like history, w- one of your favourite subjects. Oh. Why am I, um government in Germany we 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 oh yeah no, in Germany Republic. but it al- yeah. also happens somewhere else it's not inflation but they uh, change the currency they change the currency completely I yeah. think it was an African country are you sure yeah I, th- I thought it was like they were hit uh, with Turkey mu- I think I think they were, sure. they were hit with too much inflation so they just scrapped changed it, it yeah. and created a new mm. one and I think pe- people had a period where they could exchange their old money for new money I forgot how it worked but that can completely derail your life imagine you had all these plans and you're saving up for something Something like that hits. That's why I feel like normal fiat currency has a massive, like you know, disadvantage. Because mm. whenever the government wants, and whenever the government, well, the government can if they want, they can seize your money, they can seize your assets. No, but y- you can't like gold. Yeah. I, w- I would say invest in that. Why? Yeah. Because like it's physical, that's tangible. It's always going to be worth something. Uh-huh. Yes, gold is needing a lot of computer parts and things like that. Mm. We're nearing half an hour. Um, should we end it out half now? Yeah, I think we should. Spoken about. It's, it's been an interesting conversation. Yeah. W- what's your experience been like in a podcast setting and just talking? It feels kind of... It's, it's different than having it's, a normal conversation. Yeah. I feel like you have to just talk slower and... <laughs> and you have to be careful what you say. <laughs> That's so true, yeah. <laughs> and you also got to be aware that it's not just me and you speaking here. Or it's not just me and you in this conversation. Hmm. There's also a third party. I mean, our listeners who are listening. I think we should ask a question to our listeners. What question? What goals do you have? What, how do you see the future? Hmm. How would you propose that question? That would be interesting. So go on. What, what question would you ask them? Let, let's change that. Like, what do you see yourself doing in, in probably about five to ten years? Yeah, okay. So the question for our viewers today is, what do you... How... <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I hate some, I can't English sometimes, like, quite literally. But anyway, yeah, we, we. Um, I, just, I just lose my words. It's really annoying. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? What job are you doing? Are you living by yourself? Do you have a family? Anything else you want to add? No. Nope. That's very yeah. So where do you see... I mean, make it as detailed or as brief as you'd like. But where would you see yourself in 10 years? Or where would you like to see yourself in 10 years? Because I feel like... I think that's th- those are two different questions though. Hmm. Where would you like to see yourself in 10 years? And where would you realistically? Yeah. I think a lot of people... They don't dream a lot nowadays. I feel like they have... Every, everyone's told to think realistically. Yeah, but that's factual, and I would say that's good because. So okay, if, if I tell you to think realistically rather than dream, hmm. would that be good or bad? In my opinion, I think that's bad. I think that's good. Why? Why? Because it's factual. You're not having false hope. Hope is one thing, but false hope is another. No, but if like if I say to you, I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of the year. Do Do you think you can realistically do that within that so time frame? With no, uh, so, so for you, you say that's not a realistic goal, right? Yeah. But if I say to you that, oh, you know what, I have, I, I, I want to be a millionaire by the end of the year, hmm. and and I say, and another thing I say, okay, let's say there's two people, right? And hmm. 
one of them says, I wanna be a, I'm going to be a millionaire, or I'm going to try to be a millionaire by the end of the year. So he's got that one year to become a millionaire. If I someone else tells you, I've got 20 years to become a millionaire, hmm. 20 years is realistic, right? Yeah. It's very realistic to become a millionaire. Yes. That person that says, I'm going to be a millionaire in the first year, will become further. Like, he'll, he'll reach his goal closer than the person. I get what you mean, but in that, that also depends years. on his worth, uh, work ethic. Yeah, but he'll have a better work ethic because he'll be like, oh, I've only got one year to No, but some people, this. they dream without doing anything. What do you mean? You're talking like, it's, it's not just your work ethic, it's whether you're actually able to do it. Some but, people, but if they I try. T- okay, if I tell you, Fahim, you've got two weeks to do this, yeah? Hmm. When will you realistically do it? Let's say I, I say to you, oh, you've got two weeks to write a page for me. A page about what you see in the future, right? Yeah. When will you realistically do it? When will you when will you sit down and do it? Probably the last night. Last night, right? The last night. So, but but it, it would have been complete, completed in two weeks, right? No, but I'm able to do it in one day, which you, is yeah. why. Yeah, exactly. But you're still forced. You still have that in your head where I've only got two weeks to do it. So you'll yeah. still finish it before two weeks. Now, if I tell you, oh, Fahim, I'm giving you two months to do it. When would you do it? Still last day. Last day, yeah. So, but you had two weeks. But if you if you said that that mental know that I've got one year to do it, you'd be. It's not like you can't make a million in one day. No, I, I so see you're what not you're trying to say. It. So you, you're going to be like that every single day of that one year. You're going to. I've got to have a million. I've got to have a million. No, but I know I'm physically able to do it, and I have to do it. That's the difference. With earning a million pounds, it's it's not a small figure. Will are you able to do it? Will you do it? But I think it's it's it's, it's better to set goals that are realistically unachievable because then you'll be, you'll be far closer to that goal than someone that's setting themselves the same goal but with a longer time frame no but again you're giving yourself false hope and I don't think that's frankly good why not because if you have hope uh-huh. like and you know you can do it or if certain events happen you know it will happen right see I, dis- I, I disagree with you here why because I feel like it's better to um, set yourself re- unrealistic goals and dream as wildly as you can. Okay, 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 okay. Hang on. You call it unrealistic. Why did you? Not unrealistic. No, no. Dreams. You, no, 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 no. You said uh-huh. set yourself unrealistic goals. So uh, you okay. already have this mindset. It's not possible. Unrealistic for you. For me, I would like if if I told you right now I want to be a millionaire by the end of the year. In my head, that's not. That's not unrealistic. For me, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. Okay, I get what you're trying to say, but you're, call- you're not speaking on my behalf here. You're speaking on your own okay, behalf. Okay, let me, let me rephrase that then. Okay, go on. I'd say it's best to wild, like, have wild imagination. Just dream as like crazy as you can. Crazy as you can. Why, why are you calling it crazy? Again, crazy mm-hmm. from, the, from the set of other people. And... No, no, like for example, don't compare it to other people, compare it to okay, yourself. I'll give you an example, right? Um, the founder of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, right? I have no clue who that is, but carry on. He, he's a, you, you don't know who Jeff, Jeff Bezos is? I don't. Okay, the founder of Amazon, right? He's sec- Right now, he's the second wealthiest man on earth. That's mm. only because Elon yeah, Musk beat Elon him Musk, quite a few, yeah. I think a few, few days ago, do you think? Or maybe two weeks ago. A week, a week. A week, a week. yeah. Anyway, Jeff Bezos, there's an interview and they asked him, that he was working at his shed, his um, shed, his garage, 
and there's an interview where they asked him that did you think that you'd be where you are today and his his answer was no I didn't I didn't think that I'd be where I am today but I also didn't I also didn't cap myself to that he didn't limit himself so he thought as crazy as he could and now he's where he is again Elon Musk the same thing Again, he, he didn't cap his what he could do. You're calling it crazy. Why are you calling it crazy? Because other people have called it crazy. From the society's standpoint, it is crazy. But how about from your standpoint? From my standpoint, me reaching a million pounds within a year, it's not crazy. I'm going to do it's it. It's not crazy. Do you I'm have the work ethic? I have the work ethic. I'm going to do it. have the work ethic. Do you know you can do it? I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of the year. Then go for it. That, that's not crazy. It's not unrealistic. You can do it. But... If, if I walk out right now and I scream, I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of the year. And I've got nothing right now, yeah? Let's say I've got nothing mm. right now and I scream, I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of the year. People don't look at me like, oh yeah, forget it. If, if I go to an investor and I tell an investor, you know what? Give me 10 grand. By the end of the year, I'm going to be a millionaire. And I'll give you 20 grand back. He's never going to invest in me. He's going to be like, yeah. you're crazy. But why? <laughs> because that's a society's standpoint of what people shouldn't know, but people shouldn't the problem that we like have that. is that we compare others to ourselves so when, when you go screaming out that you're going to make a million by the end of the year they're comparing that to themselves to themselves yeah but why because society set that standard of dream again quotation mark realistically mm. why because quite frankly they're a bunch of sheep <laughs> would you agree but with e- that but each one of us make up society though That's tr- yeah that is true I don't know. I think, I think everyone should just dream as much as they can and set their goals based on those dreams. Because I think, at the end of the day, if they set a dream that are unrealistic to others, they'll reach it or they'll come far closer to reaching it than someone that sets a goal that is realistic to others. Hmm. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. So guys, dream big and don't give up. Not too big, but yeah, as big. big as you can, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't go dreaming that you're gonna, I don't know, grow a, a tail or something, because <laughs> that that is impossible. I don't know if you, if you're a scientist and you're gonna do that kind of stuff where you wanna, I don't know, haram. You can't do that. Like that's true. Yeah, that is that doesn't tie in with our beliefs. But yeah, <laughs> it's thirty-four minutes now. Let's end it at thirty-five. So yeah, the question for our viewers is where do you see yourself in the near future and what goals have you set for yourself? By near future, we mean about 10 years. Yeah. Give or take. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening there, I guess. Thank you. <laughs>